The biggest mistake photographers make when marketing, well, it's not starting with what they have. Time and time again, I experienced photographers who just bought an elegant welcome guide or magazine on creative market and they edit it to fit their brand, to set themselves apart from the local competition. And they have this designed gorgeous asset, but no new leads, clients, or money. This is wishful designing. Wishful designing falls into many uh, categories, re-editing, rewriting, researching, etc. any of your re's. Uh, in this episode, we will discuss the biggest mistake photographers make when marketing their business and offer practical tips to help you improve on this. Welcome to the Photographer's Action Plan. We're all about helping you build a successful photography business and life. Our goal is to delight your clients and make marketing, sales, and processes a breeze so that you can focus on growing your luxury brand. We're excited to share with you actionable photography business pro tips and lifestyle hacks, along with some oops moments because let's face it, we all make mistakes sometimes. We want to be your photo biz bestie on the go, providing you with valuable insights to help you grow a profitable photography business without burning out. You'll hear interviews with other photographers and business leaders, as well as solo episodes from your executive marketing assistant, Char Stackle. So take some time for yourself, listen in while you can, even if you are juggling your priorities, and get ready to take your photography business to the next level with the photographer's action plan. When it comes to marketing your fine art photography, the place you want to start is with what you have. In this episode, I explain why you should rely on your current clients to boost your awareness and sales, why it's okay to ease up on feeding the social media beast, and why chasing new leads is really hurting your business. Have you found yourself at the end of the day with a gorgeous new asset, like a photograph or a beautiful social media post? Well, you may be wishful designing, you know, something that you want to revisit over and over again. Um, and you're not really marketing your business. You know what I mean. So um, I have done this. So I'm guilty. So let's start with why you might be wishful designing. You can substitute any activity that isn't pushing your marketing sales efforts further, like reworking your price list for the fifth time this year. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but it doesn't need to be specific to design when I say wishful designing. It looks and feels a lot like procrastination but it disguises itself as productivity. Looks like you're doing something, but are you really? You might be wishful designing for many reasons. And I'll give you a quick way to make progress without investing frivolous and wasting your time on nonprofit making activities. So here's what that big mistake is and how to fix it. Start with what you have. You have accumulated a toolbox of assets, a contact list uh, on your CRM of clients and visitors to your website. At the risk of usurping Simon Sedek's 
the cynics uh, start with why, I say, you know your why. Now, let's reach for what you have currently. So let's start there. Most photographers are concerned about finding and booking new clients. I get it. Once we complete a sale with a client, we have completed our services. However, your past clients will be your best future clients if you set it up to work for you. They will also be your biggest referral source for those new clients, the ones that you're trying to find. Once we complete a sale with a client, we've completed our services, but have we? So let's talk about um, a little about, about the marketing environment. In your marketing environment, you have two umbrella categories, the brand awareness and your client experience. Most photographers want to build a larger following or get visible, and they forget about the connections that they've already made. And this focuses this focus is on brand awareness, that trying to find new um, clients. So it's time to flip that focus to your client experience, the other umbrella category, your past and current clients specifically. So how do you rely on your clients to market your business or make more sales? There are many ways how to do this, but here are three. We'll, we'll cover three here. Incentives, asking, and my favorite, more for more. So incentives, let's cover that. That's offering your current and past clients reasons to book with you in the future. This usually involves offering them savings of some sort, uh, not a discount. I want to be emphatically clear, this is not a discount. It is a returning client bonus of some sort. It could look a lot like exclusive access to a product you normally don't have. You only offer an added service to those who book with you in this way. If, if you could offer a lower price, however, it should be exclusive to the type of booking you're offering them. Okay. And let's give it some examples. An example would be offering an accordion picture book as a gift for booking both kids graduation sessions for similar, similar aged siblings or offering a gift print for Nana at an exclusive price when you book next year's family session. Or it could be a complimentary install service for the new family that books a maternity, newborn, and a one-year session. You know, I mean, mix and match some of this. So you could be a newborn, a sitter, and a one-year. Um, something similar or, you know, whatever would fit that family. Um, a VIP session is another incentive I absolutely love because you get to work with the clients you know you absolutely love and you want to give them a savings that they usually wouldn't have. If you're interested in a VIP email sequence, I have a template for you and I'll list it in the show notes. Okay, another example is asking. Asking is what it actually sounds like. 
asking for a review, asking for referrals, or if you found your experience working with me delightful, keep me in mind when you hear someone looking for a photographer, just, you know, little buzz in the ear. Yes, this could be a little bit of a slippery slope and could be a topic for later to explore on the podcast, but today I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, but that's a great example. And speaking about topics for later on the podcast, the next example is more for more, which is a great way to rely on your clients to market your business for you. More for more will definitely be a topic for a future podcast because I don't really hear this being talked about in the community. Uh, however, um, I find it very, very powerful and see a lot of opportunity for photographers to uh, utilize this to a exponential account. So um, Allison Tyler Jones does talk about um, providing exceptional client service in her podcast, The Rework, which is very similar to the more for more concept. So if you're interested in this right now, go ahead and check out her blog, her podcast um, to, to see how she kind of incorporates this. But let me go briefly go over what a more for more is. Well, it is what it sounds like. It's kind of like an incentive, but it feels and presents itself more like more luxury based. More for more allows you to give more because your client spends more or exhibits more commitment. So they spend or they're more committed. More for more can also extend your vendor to your vendor partners also. So maybe there's a more for more for a uh, vendor partner that you want to go into. These are doing the little things for your clients or for your vendor partners because you can afford them in your time and in your profit margin. We're not just giving these things for free because we feel guilty uh, on somebody buying our stuff. This is not this is not the same thing and it's not a discount. So this is where you've thoughtfully worked your prices, your session, your editing, your printing, and your IPS to support a premium service. So everything in that bundle has been accounted for. And these are the little touches that mean so much. So let's think about a few of them. And I'll list a few like client gifts, maybe providing their favorite snacks during your IPS um, your favorite music during a session uh, they, so they can have a little dance party if needed. Uh, installation services included in a in their session fee, a video slideshow that's included with their product, um, some sort of bespoke set that is only for them. The options are endless. So, uh, some examples, like I said, Allison Tyler um, Jones does have quite a bit of good content where they she gives some examples from other people that she's interviewed. So that would be more, a more for more type situation. Okay. So 
That's how you can rely your, on your clients for brand awareness. Why? Because they become your brand ambassadors. That is where they're going to just rave about you to their friends, their family on social media. This is that golden ticket of word of mouth that you are looking for that is actually going to bring that brand awareness and set you apart from the other photographers in your local area. Okay. So let's talk about social media because I just mentioned it. It's that eternal, like picky eating monster. And Every time I think of it, even though I do social media for my clients and and I love doing social media for my clients, it reminds me of the song um, Hotel California by the Eagles. (laughs) It's that darling, that celebrity of marketing. And um, it's like this, you know, spoiled little celebrity brat that we all kind of want to think of when you think of a celebrity, right? And I know not all celebrities are like this. Some of them are and are fabulous and lovely. Um, but I always think of of social media being kind of that monster diva. Or maybe think of your the worst bridezilla that you've had. <laughs> um, but it social media isn't the end all be all for photographers. Yet we spend so much time worrying about it avoiding it and binging our time on it, thinking that our brand awareness depends on it. And I do want to emphasize depends on it. This is completely backwards. Okay. Since we're starting with what we have by nature, social media is not something that we actually have. Your website, however, is a hundred percent yours. The endless content you feed social media that disappears in a few seconds can live on your website and should be the source of your social media posts. What I'm getting at is that you need to blog first, build out your copy, your messaging and your client experience steps on your website before posting on social media. So take your blog content, then repurpose it for social media. That way you already have the content and it doesn't disappear and it actually is directed to something you own. Your potential clients are ready to buy, the the ones that are ready to buy are looking for you on social media, uh, not on social media, on Google first, okay? So the ones that are ready to buy are gonna Google you. They are going to get on their browser in on their desktop or on their phone. It doesn't matter. And they're going to find you in their browser. Okay. The potential clients who are ready to, who, who will be ready that aren't quite ready to buy from you will follow you on social media. They're the ones that are just kind of kicking tires. Focus on the, on social media first is kind of like putting together uh, a clothing ad. Do you remember those, right? The actual flyers, maybe that you get in a newspaper. Remember those <laughs> before you have a store full of clothing. And I, I like to use a lot of retail metaphors just because I've worked retail for years. 
Um, <laughs> so it's thinking about when it comes to social media, stock the store, then advertise, or in this case, post on social media. So you want to make sure that you're stocking the store, which is your website, um, before you're handing out flyers, which is social media. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Okay. So let's talk about leads because we're always like, let's, let's find some leads. Well, you know what I'm going to say? <laughs> you don't have them yet. Leads, you don't have them yet. You want to use what you have. Okay. So chasing down your leads are possibly hurting your business because it takes away from your past and your current clients, clients, which I mentioned above, um, where you will actually be building in a client experience that speaks for itself when you're focusing on your past and your current clients. Your clients will be leaving, and this is kind of what I talked about earlier, that five-star review. And with that, you'll be blogging their sessions that will live on your website, not a rented social media space. Of course, you do, as far as when it comes to leads, you do want to open up the space for your leads, welcome them in with a smooth inquiry process so they can be your next VIP client that gets the word out for you. So that is exactly how it works together. If you're interested in a visual representation of how I see your marketing ecosystem, uh, you can view it on my Instagram highlight and or look in look for the link in the show notes. And also, I do have the VIP email sequence in the show notes for you as well. Um, and if you want to check that out, you can check that out there. Thanks for tuning in to the Photographer's Action Plan. Our goal is to guide you through the ins and outs of running a profitable photography business without sacrificing your well-being. Remember, you can always count on us to be your photo biz bestie on the go. If you found today's episode helpful, don't forget to share it with your business bestie and take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more photographers like you. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Action Arrow Media for more photography business insights and inspiration. Thanks again for joining us on this journey, and we can't wait to see you in the next episode of the Photographer's Action Plan.